This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. Finally, finally, we're here. Finally. Show before the Super Bowl. But I'm going to get to that last. First of all, shout out to Black History Month. It's February. Yeah, I love it. Love it for my people. Love it for my ancestors that they get recognized. And all all the great things black people have done in this country. Glad it's getting recognized. Shoot, should be recognized more often throughout the year. But, you know, Black History Month is cool. And it's a good way to somewhat unify us on that front. And I, and I love it. I love it. With all the things our race has been through, you know, to come together and recognize all the positive we've done and all the progress we've made is dope. Now, I got to get to the GOATs because this is the GOAT level podcast. Now, I forgot. I forgot to talk about how Brady retired. And I'm just like, what? It's one of them things I woke up to. I just I just woke up 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, uh, about 9 o'clock. Woke up to Brady retiring one morning. And it was like one year exactly from when he retired the last time. At first, I didn't believe it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this till about training camp or midseason, and then he's going to get the itch, and he's going to come back. And then the more I watched the video and the more I read about things and the more I just thought about the situation, I was like, he might be serious. I still am going to give it a year because Sean Payton was retired and came back. Gronk was retired for like a year and came back. I'm going to give this a year. If he's still retired after a year, then he's for real. And he said he wasn't going to he wasn't going to go on Fox until 2024. I mean, okay. He said uh he'll need time to study and learn and all that. I mean, part of that part of that learning is actually getting on the air and learning by experience, but hey, it is what it is. That's what he decides to do. Um, we'll see. I guess for now, enjoy your kids. Enjoy your time off. Um, the grind is over. I thought he was going to come back because, well, it's just a lot to play for. You just came out of an 8-9 and nine season. It was a really bad season, especially to your standards. But you still threw for like 4,800 yards, which is spectacular. But it's like, I feel like he could have still played another year to at least, you know, go out on a high note. But I guess if you look at his complete career, he did go out on his own terms. So I guess you can call that a positive. But 8-9, and nine, blown out of the playoffs, I'm sure that's not how he wanted to go out. But... It's just when you look at the bigger picture, it's just maybe he just don't have the drive 
and the ability to go through one more long season. Because at times, at times he wasn't himself. And honestly, I think he threw for all those yards because in some of those games they were behind and he was just chucking and chucking. I think most of them games he was behind. So and and they just couldn't run the ball. You can't run a ball when you're behind like that. But yeah, uh, man, Brady got all sorts of records, especially the passing yards record. And he has was that seven Super Bowls? I know he beat the Eagles once. Had me in tears. As a 12-year-old, I was sick. But he got that one. I wish he would have had the Giants Super Bowls because the Giants were the inferior team both times and somehow won, and that made me mad. Okay, Seahawks won. He got that one. The Rams won. The Bucks won. It's six, right? I feel like I'm missing one, but... It is what it is. Tom Brady, a legend. I thank him for what he did. You you love him or hate him, I didn't mind him. A lot of people just root against him because they're tired of seeing him win, but I don't mind him. I do not mind him at all. Because I appreciate greatness. Anyway... Well, I struggle to do that with Steph Curry, but I don't know. It's hard to be mad at Steph Curry when you see him play live and he goes completely off. It's just something you just have to see. It's just something you will never forget. What a what an experience that was about last year this time in Cleveland. But I'll talk about that later. That's coming up in Salt Lake City. I'm sure I'll get to that, but it won't be like a whole show in a quarter like last time, but I'll get to that. Now, speaking of, you know, goats and the great LeBron James is now the number one scorer in NBA history. Wow. 38,390 points is now number one all time. Now, when Kareem broke it, it was at 31,000. That's crazy. And that was before Malone and Jordan got going in the league. And, you know, what LeBron, what what Kareem did was score 7,000 more points and I feel like LeBron could do that you add the points this year I feel like you're gonna play next year I feel like gonna play like two more years after that so he's gonna score at least 7,000 more points and you know I feel like you're gonna put this out of reach but the way people are scoring now like like Luca and even you know before Luca like James Harden Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Carmelo Anthony, they're they're way up in the scoring ranks. But they haven't got to where LeBron is. You know, I don't think they could have that type of 
longevity. And that's the thing. It's 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 a longevity thing. Like Kareem played nearly 20 years. LeBron has played nearly 20 years. It looks like he's going to play more than 20 years. Man, so impressive. And he's never missed a year completely because of injury. It's just very impressive. I never thought that record was going to be broken. No one did. You know what record that I only think maybe Trey Young is going to break? Is John Stockton assist record. 15,000 assists. Good God. Now, I think Chris Paul is in fourth and LeBron is right behind him. No, I think Chris Paul is in third and LeBron's right behind him. In fourth, I believe. Or I, or Chris Paul might be fourth and LeBron's fifth. I don't think they're going to catch John Stockton. But, I mean, he played about 20 years, too. He played like he played 19 years as well. I mean, how many 20 assist games John Stockton had? <laughs> like the dude was unreal. So, yeah, I, I still believe Trey Young is gonna break that record, but it it's gonna be tough because if Chris Paul and LeBron hasn't broken it by now, it's gonna be tough. I feel like Luka and Jokic. They average about double digits assists and just like Russell Westbrook too. So it's like I mean Trey Young not quite, but I'm telling you, I think Trey Young is gonna be playing for a while. So he's gonna have a chance to break that record. Cause I, I think Trey Young can play a good twenty years in the league. And he's only twenty four, twenty five. <laughs> Like, real talk. Like, he came to the league at, what, 19? Like, he he definitely can play in the league until he's 40, like Jason Kidd, who's up there in the assist list as well. But, yeah, congrats to LeBron. The ceremony was sick. I, I thought I read somewhere that they weren't going to stop the game. But I was like, huh? How could you not? They did stop the game. They did a ceremony. Kareem passed passed the torch. It was it was an all star level, all star game level of a celebrity list. Everyone you can think of: Jay Z, Beyonce, Denzel, um, Floyd Mayweather, and then Floyd Mayweather came back the next day and saw uh, Kyrie Irving. Against the Clippers in his debut with the Mavericks. So it's like. It was just a one of a kind sports event that you had to be there for. I didn't even look at the prices. I'm sure they were Super Bowl level prices. I should be there right now. I should be in Arizona. I'm sick that I'm not. But this is what happens when you don't handle business. Financially, you don't get to do things. You don't get to do things because you ain't handling your business. Or that's what happens when you don't network. You don't you don't know people that could get you in for free and all that stuff. It's just that it's just the consequences that, that I have to live with. 
that's okay. I'm going to get it together. And when I do, you'll see me at some of these events. And I'm going to be lit. Not drunk lit, but <laughs> I'm going to be excited. Just general excitement. Congrats to LeBron. That was one of a kind of event. At some points of the game, I thought he wasn't going to get it. And then he just kept rolling off points in bunches. Like, he'll post up somebody. He'll hit a mid-range jumper. The fadeaway he did to get the record was sick. Uh, he'd get a steal. he dunk in transit. He was playing actual basketball. It wasn't like Kobe Bryant getting that, well, he had 50, 60. They were just throwing him the ball, and they were just moving him out the way. They were just moving everybody out the way, and they just giving him the ball. Look, Listen, with LeBron in this record – the the offense was flowing and he was doing his regular his regular stuff. Now shout out to Oklahoma City Thunder. They came to play. They came to play. I mean, they just was cool, calm, and collected. You know, they was executing their offense. Shot Gilgis Alexander, like he's an all star. He's really good. Of course he did what he did. But both Jalen Williams balled out they had big buckets that's that's still by uh Jalen Williams with the you know the Jalen L-E-N Williams <laughs> uh he got a big steal in the dunk that was crazy I've got to find out who this guy named Joe is his last name is Joe he hit some big threes like they came to play and they end up winning like at there was a time like right after LeBron went out. Actually, right after LeBron went out, like, the Thunder were winning, and then the Lakers ended up tying the game, and then right as LeBron came in, like, the Thunder just turned up again, and then they just never looked back. Outstanding. That's going to be a footnote, though. No one's – some people going to remember that the Thunder won, but it won't be important because the fadeaway, the shot that – Got LeBron the record is what's going to be remembered. Is that's what's going to be put on posters. That's what's going to be on the highlights. And I'm glad I got the witness it even on TV. He he got the record about midnight. You know I was beat. I don't know. I had the energy to watch that. <laughs> I was about to say I was beat. I was tired because I had just played basketball and I just ate like a whole medium pizza. <laughs> but yet I still was able to watch that at midnight, and I'm thankful that I did. Now, on to the next. What we got here? All right, let's get into some of these NBA trades because apparently there was a trade deadline. I didn't have to worry about the Wizards because they made their big trade weeks ago when they traded Rui Hachimura, which, honestly, if he wasn't going to sign with the Wizards, it made sense to get rid of him. If he wasn't going to sign with them, in the offseason, I was a little disappointed with what we got back. Kendrick Nunn, he killed the Rockets, but I was the Rockets. <laughs> and I haven't heard from him since. So, I don't know. I don't know. You know, maybe he'll be important down the line. We didn't get John Wall, who got traded back to the Rockets. Like, <laughs> they just playing with that man, man. I, I could sense that there were some... I started to read some like reports that the Clippers were trying to trade John Wall. Like I don't think they were very happy with them. Even when I was watching him 
against the Wizards. Like, he wasn't himself. Like, he it wasn't the same John Wall. He he had some head scratching turnovers. Uh he you know, he did have some classic, you know, steal and dunks and, and steal and layups. But it's just like he just wasn't the guy we're used to seeing. I don't know if it's the injuries or what. But yeah, he just he just wasn't the guy. I mean, I don't think he was doing that bad, but I mean the return of Reggie Jackson definitely makes things interesting. Uh they just traded for Bones Highland. So I guess he's gonna take the minutes that John Wall had. I mean, Bones Highland is younger and has I guess more potential. So maybe they just decided to go with that. Um I guess I can't disagree with the move, but I feel bad for John Wall trading him back to the Rockets, and of course the Rockets were gonna buy him out again, or we're gonna wave him again, because he just talked a lot of smack about them, and rightfully so. They didn't handle the situation correctly, and you know what I'm saying they didn't really give John Wall a fair shot after. Well, he kind of did. He played, he played kind of well, but the team was losing. They were starting to tank. They wanted to play the younger guys more. I mean, I guess it's the right move if you're tanking, but it's just, I guess it just wasn't good for John Wall. Anyway, they bought him out, and this time, I don't know if he's going to have the same amount of shooters, suitors. Somebody got to pick him up, though, because he definitely belongs in the NBA and not the G League. I would have loved for him to be with the Wizards. I haven't heard anything about the Wizards picking him up. I would love for him to start for the Wizards. I mean, he could be a low-end starter for us, which sounds weird because he was the star of the team for years. But, you know, I, I wouldn't mind having him back. But I haven't heard anything um, is what it is. Westbrook. Westbrook, though, I'm hearing a lot about him. And, you know, it's down to Bulls and the Heat. But they finally traded Westbrook. They've been talking about trading Westbrook basically since a while. Like, right before the All-Star break last year, they were talking about trading him. <laughs> like, Lakers fans and the national media. Well, I can't say the national media, but mostly Lakers fans just not happy with this guy. He just he, he wasn't playing well last year, but... This year, he's starting to, like, regain his form. And even in the Oklahoma City game, he had 27. In the LeBron record-setting game, he had 27. So I'm like, this guy still has it. He still has it. You know, may not be MVP, Russ, but he still has something left. So Bulls or the Heat, I say he should go to Heat. He probably has a better chance of winning. <laughs> But, you know, either way, it's going to be tough sledding trying to get past the Bucks and the Celtics. And that's what I'm thinking, you know. some Somebody on JR Sport Brief show say he should go back to the Wizards, just like I was thinking with John Wall. I was like, do we really want to do that again? Because if we do that again, he, bro, he's going to leave. He's going to leave in the offseason again. I'm sure that'll give us another boost. That'll give us another jolt, especially if you combine him with Kuzma and Porzingis. But, yeah, it's not going to happen. 
as reason why he left. <laughs> uh, we was thinking he'd go to the Clippers and stay in L.A., but I guess that's not going to work out. That would have been nice, but he's not going to do that. So, Bulls are the heat. So, they traded him to Utah for Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt. Am I missing somebody? Like, those guys. Like, I'm like, okay. Like, I don't have a full trade with me, but it's just, eh. They traded Thomas Bryant to the Nuggets. I'm like, why? I get it. Okay, you know what? I get it. They traded him, and they got Mo Bamba. See, Mo Bamba is younger, a little more athletic, and better defensively. And I think he's taller and longer. I get it. But Thomas Bryant is more high energy and more consistent. But, you know, it is what it is. It's their team. It's their team. You know, it is what it is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They got D'Angelo Russell. The Lakers got D'Angelo Russell. And they sent, they got a whole lot of people, and they sent a whole lot of people out. They sent Pat Bev to the Magic. And I'm just like, what in the world is Pat Bev going to do with the Magic other than lose? It's going to (laughs) be... I feel bad for him, bro. Or maybe he'll get bought out, and maybe he'll be on one of these contending teams. Man. Sadiq Bay is with Atlanta, which, honestly, that's a sneaky move. Like, another scorer off the bench. Who can argue with that? I would love that. If if he played like he did when I saw him in All-Star Weekend, oh, oh. Atlanta just got another weapon, and y'all in trouble. But once again, who's going to beat the Celtics and the Bucks? I don't even think the Hawks can beat them. Even with the almighty Trey Young and DeJounte Beast Murray. Anyway, this crazy. Oh, the big trade, though. The biggest trade, though. KD. KD is going to Phoenix, finally. We thought it was going to happen in the offseason, but it didn't. I don't know why. But anyway, KD, I think the sense of urgency in the trade deadline and also the frustration with how the season was going and Kyrie and just the whole era of the Kyrie, KD, and James Harden era, I think they were just wanted to be done. I mean, they got Spencer Dinwiddie back. <laughs> They got Spencer Dinwiddie back. They got Dinwiddie and they got Doriel Finney-Smith. So they're just going to run it with, the Nets are just going to run it with Dinwiddie, Finney-Smith, Ben Simmons, and and Cam Thomas. Now I'm about to talk about Cam Thomas really soon, but real quick, the the, the KD trade. So KD and TJ Warren. For Macau Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, four unprotected first-round picks. Wow. <laughs> four unprotected. I think the first one is in 2023. I don't think they're going to matter that much until about later down the line when Phoenix has to, like, rebuild. Because <laughs> those guys ain't going to be there forever. Chris Paul ain't going to be there forever. KD, Booker, they're not going to be there forever. They're not going to be at their prime forever. 
So those picks are going to come in handy way down the line. But anyway, yeah, in a 2028 pick spot swap, which could be very important. Um, Listen, just a whole bunch of role players. But if Cam Thomas plays the way he's been playing, it's a wrap. Now, you got on the Suns. They're definitely in win-now mode. You got KD, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. If TJ Warren's healthy, he'd be really good off the bench. And you got campaign. I mean, yeah, you lose some key role players, but you get a superstar in KD. Like, the West is loaded. Which also means it's, it's wide open, too. I'm not 100% sold in the Nuggets. It looks like they're going to go to the finals, but I'm not 100% sold on them. And you still got to watch the Warriors lurking. The Grizzlies, I know they can, you know, be up and down sometimes, but they're still number two. You know, don't know what the Pelicans going to do when they get Zion back. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Um I see some people have them losing in the conference finals, either to the Nuggets or the Grizzlies. But they got a team that can go all the way. But especially in a wide open West, it's going to be tough. It, it's it's loaded, boy. It's loaded. I just don't think they're going to pull it off. My gut tells me the Nuggets are going to hold hold true. I think this is their year. But we'll see. We'll see. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas. Man. Cam Thomas, second-year player from LSU. Very inconsistent. Sometimes he'd pop, and I'd raise an eyebrow. And I'm like, okay, this kid's kind of nice. But lately, what he's been doing lately just has my complete attention. You know what I'm saying? It kind of remind me of like Lynn Sanity or something. But anyway, uh, <clears throat> let me see. So starting with the Lakers game, which they won. So he had 21 in that game was a plus 25 plus minus against Boston, which they got destroyed. He was a. A plus and minus, he was a minus. 20. So, yeah, all right. So then this is where he took off because he had 19 against Boston in the blowout. So he played the Wizards, of course. We, we're we very inconsistent. We're mediocre at best, especially with the on and off again injuries. Anyway, played the Wizards. That was the game where they came back. And this is what really just got my attention. He had 44 against the Wizards. And they came back from down 23. Okay, so then the next game, they lost. Because the Clippers had everybody. He had 47. I was like, okay. He he did it back-to-back games. And then he came back the next day and had 43 against Phoenix. They lost that game, too. Because they got Devin Booker back. And they got they had most of their players back. So that was a tough one. He had 43 against Phoenix. I'm like, okay, this kid is for real. 
But then, you know, it worried me against Chicago. He had like two points in like the first quarter. I was like, uh-oh, here we go again. But, you know, he ended up with 20 against Chicago. He went three for 16. That's I was like, okay, that sounds like the cam I know, but he played 33 minutes, so he got more opportunity. So he's able to score at 20 points. But, hey, like I put him on both of my fantasy teams. This dude's on a roll. And then without KD and Kyrie, I feel like he's going to be the guy for now until he either shoots his way onto the bench or shoots his way into a lesser role. I'm hoping he doesn't do that. So he can be productive for my fantasy team and be productive for the Nets and carry them into the playoffs. I mean, I haven't looked at the standings. You know what? I'm going to look at the standings. (laughs) Uh, Standings right now, the Nets are in fifth. So the Nets are in fifth, and they're three games ahead of the Nets. I mean, they're three games ahead of the Heat. And if the Heat get Russell Westbrook, look out. (laughs) <laughs> but they're three games ahead of the Heat, and they're only one game back of the Cavaliers, who has the who have the better team. So, you know, he can be that guy. He can be that guy, and he might steal them a playoff series if he can play like he did in that three game stretch. And when I watch them play against Phoenix, and it's it's like how easy he got to the rim, how his jump shot was falling. I was like. Okay, I see it. I see it. He's playing with increased confidence. And the ball is going in bucket. But he had an off game against Chicago. And it makes me worried, but that's just one game. I'm sure with the new dynamics of the team, he's going to be going off. Now, maybe I shouldn't have traded Terry Rozier for this guy, but screw it. I I couldn't resist. I mean, I'm 5-11. and 11. Why not? And in my other league, in ESPN, he was just sitting there on the free agent market, just chilling. He wasn't even on the first page of free agents. I was like, man, what is this? Why? How is this happening? Easy money. Oh, man. These crazy. These trades are crazy. It, it made the Super Bowl take a back burner for a little bit. But, you know, it's still going to be the game. And once we get to Sunday, I can't wait to stop all the talking because I I can't wait to watch this game. But, yeah, they stole the show for a little bit. I'm not going to lie. All right. Now, speaking of buyouts, Oklahoma reached an early buyout agreement to get out of the Big 12 in 2024. So they're going to the SEC a year early. And, you know, I guess, you know, most fans are excited and the haters are saying we're going to be mediocre in football and we're going to get blasted every other week. And I'm just like, nah, nah, this is Oklahoma. This is Oklahoma. We have seven national titles. We're constantly in the top ten in recruiting. Now we get the SEC reputation bump? Oh, y'all in trouble. Y'all in trouble. Our tradition, our history, our coaches, 
combined with the SEC bump? Oh, the oh, the recruiting is gonna be unreal. Y'all are really in trouble now. Okay? Like y'all got a few more years to to, you know, get y'all, you know, lumps on us or whatever. But once we catch up in recruiting, I promise you, you're in trouble. But everyone thinks we're just gonna stay the same team we were as a Big 12 power. And we're just going to get destroyed by Georgia and Alabama. I don't think so. We're going to be right there. Okay. Okay. You can compare us to Texas A&M and Missouri joining the league in a similar aspect. But if you look at the history of their programs, they they have not achieved the level of greatness that the Oklahoma Sooners have. They just haven't. So, of course... They've been just okay in the Big 12 in football. Or sometimes, sometimes they they had some good years. Like Missouri won the East twice. But listen, we we coming for y'all. We have one of the best programs of all time. And now we get the bump from the bump in recruiting. It's a wrap. Hey, long story short, it's over. SEC champions at least twice before the decade is over. I promise. <laughs> Man, stop playing, bro. Y'all sleep. You're going to find out very, very soon what the Oklahoma Sooner football program is all about. All right. Yeah. And, you know, I can't wait to see these epic SEC games like against Florida and Alabama and Georgia, Auburn can't make the make some of these trips and even basketball. I mean, I can't wait till we play at Rupp Arena. That's going to be fire. Speaking of historic trips, hope we get to go to Kansas one more time in basketball. Um, I'm looking forward to the OUBYU trip. Um, I'm verbally committing to it for now, but we'll see. You know how finances be, and you know how my finances be be up and down. So I don't know if I'm going to make it, but count me in for now. Hopefully the weather holds up. I'm very worried about that. It's November. It's Utah. I'm not so sure about this this trip weather-wise. But if everything holds up, it's going to be lit, and I can't wait. Uh, yeah. There you go. About to go into the new chapter. Oh, and in sports like softball and gymnastics, like we're, we're still going to be really good, but it's going to be a lot tougher to win conference titles. And that's fine. I'm cool with that. It's still going to be fun and it's still going to show y'all that we're really good. Just wait. Just you wait and see. Now it's time for Super Bowl. Finally. It's finally here. Eagles and Chiefs. Dang. I kind of said, I kind of said a bunch last show, but yeah. Uh, the Eagles, like I said before, the Eagles, the most well-balanced team in the league. The stats show it. They were number one in points per game, number three total offense, number four in rushing offense, led the league in sacks. I mean, these are the top two teams in sacks. 
by the way. That's very interesting to me. Um, But the Eagles beat the Chiefs and Sacks by a wide margin. So we're number nine in passing. But defensively, that the number two defense in the league and least amount of passing yards allowed. However, this is going to be a heavyweight battle because the Chiefs have the number one passing offense and the number one offense overall. So you got the number one passing offense versus the number one passing defense. I cannot wait to see these guys face off. The number one passing offense with a tight end as their leading receiver. I mean, it is spectacular what Travis Kelsey is doing. Um, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Travis Kelsey, 152 targets. Six among all receivers. Definitely number one among tight ends. 110 receptions. Third among all receivers. 1,338 yards. Eighth among all receivers. Second among all receivers in touchdowns with 12. Unbelievable. This guy has had an incredible season. And he's trying to put himself among the greats of tight ends. Has he passed Shannon Sharp? I mean, he don't have the rings, but if he win this one, he tied with Shannon Sharp in the rings. No, wait. Shannon Sharp has three. He has one. Okay. I mean, looking at stats, he's right there. Now, but can he catch Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates? I don't know. He's on pace to do so. But Travis Kelsey is really good and someone we're really going to have to keep an eye on. And something I just thought about, the Chiefs and the Eagles played in 2021, and it was a shootout. Now, the Chiefs won, but I'm going to look this up. Because if I'm not mistaken, the number one reason why they won this game is because... um, Because this was one of Jalen Hurts' best games. This is one of his best games. He went off. It was a a battle. It could be another one of those games. See, the the Chiefs won 42-30. So in this game, I'm pretty sure Tyreek Hill went completely off. Tyreek Hill, 11 receptions, 186 yards, three touchdowns. But Devontae Smith had seven receptions, 122 yards. Uh, Jalen Hurts, 32 for 48, 387 yards, two touchdowns. And this was before he got better. (laughs) But Clive Edwards-Hilaire, who just got activated again after being in the doghouse and then getting hurt, now he's back. So he had a good game against us last time, but we're a little bit better this time. But Patrick Mahomes, 24 for 30, 278 yards, five touchdowns, one interception. I think it's going to be a little less scoring in this game. I think both defenses have gotten better since that game. But, but hey, I mean, let me see. Uh, Travis Kelsey, what did he do in this game? What did Travis Kelsey do in this game? Basically, man, they don't have a Tyreek Hill. 
And I'm looking at the receivers, bro. They got a whole new receiving core outside of Travis Kelsey. And they're in the Super Bowl. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, Travis Kelsey, four receptions, 23 yards, six targets. Whatever we did in that game, we need to do in this game because he's definitely going to be a bigger part of the offense. But, yeah, Tyreek Hill, there's no Tyreek Hill. We shouldn't have as many problems with Valdez Scantling and Juju Smith-Schuster. But we'll see. We're still dealing with Patrick Mahomes, who has thrown for a league-leading 5,200 yards. Like, unbelievable. Dude is unreal. Oh, my goodness. NASCAR race cub is trying to get me caught up, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to, uh, look at that. The devil is, but anyway, Oh, NBA TV. All right. Put that in there. All right, let's go. Anyway, that was a shootout. Could this game be a shootout? Absolutely. It's going to be tough though. I, I think both defenses are going to show up. They're going to make it a, a lower scoring game. I, I got 27, 24 Eagles. Of course. I how could I pick against the bird? I've been picking them to win all season. The only game I kinda thought about picking them to lose was the Colts game after we lost to the Washington sitcom. But even that game I was like, we can we're gonna win by like three. And we won by one. Like something like that. It was a close game, like I predicted. But I begrudgingly picked us to win listen Eagles got this they're the better overall team even though they got two of the best players in the league overall in Kelsey and Mahomes I think we have a slightly better O-line a slightly better D-line we have a better secondary our linebackers are about even to me Uh, we got the better running back I think we had the better running back core. We had the better receivers. They have the better tight end, but that's fine. Our tight end's pretty good too. And I just think we just got the better overall team. So that's why I believe we're gonna win. And somehow, some way. See, you got Vegas picking us to win. Oh, I saw the um the ESPN predictor thing, it's it got the Chiefs winning now. It was 50-50 for like a week and a half. And now all of a sudden, they got the Chiefs winning. They got the Chiefs winning. <laughs> I'm like, man, what? What changed? What changed? Anyway, Vegas got us winning. And they're really smart. They study all the time. So the Vegas nerds got us winning. Most of the experts, well, the majority of the experts, a slight majority of the experts got us winning. The respect of the bird is at an all-time high, yet somehow they still find a way to disrespect the bird. I'm hearing stuff about, you know, we got a loaded team, so it makes uh, Sirianni and Hurts look good. Hurts ain't the same since the shoulder. I kind of said that too but I don't really think that's is that big of a deal because it's the Super Bowl and he has had time to heal the shoulder 
So he'll be fine. Same thing with Mahomes. He's had time to heal the high ankle sprain, so he'll be fine. I don't think that's that big of a deal. And then the stuff about the schedule, like how we play the easy schedule. We played the Giants who didn't belong, and we played the 49ers who didn't have a quarterback. And the only reason they didn't have a quarterback because they refused to stop our pass rush. Like, stuff like that. The disrespect of the bird still creeps in. But when it's all said and done, and we're hosting that trophy, I'm going to tell you this. You're going to respect the bird. And that is the word. Let's get it. Let's get it. Man, I wish I was in Arizona to watch this game. I truly believe, like, it's going to be tough to get rid of the Chiefs. They're a very good team. They don't quit. Both of their playoff games were one score. So they know how to stay in games and make a play when they need to. But at the end of the day, you got to respect the bird. Better overall team. And even if we get into a situation where we got a 10 to 17 point lead and we're keeping them at arm's distance because we can run the ball, I can see the Chiefs kind of battling back because, you know, they run a great offense and can make adjustments. But you're going to see. You're going to see. Hey, and even if the Chiefs win, and y'all, I, I'd be ecstatic for Creed Humphrey and Orlando Brown. And that's another reason why it's tough to disrespect their line because they got those two guys. I know how good those two guys are. I'm telling you, man, Hassan Reddick is on one. And that dude on the other end of Orlando Brown, he going to have his work cut out for him. And even Orlando Brown having to block Josh Sweat. It's not going to be easy. They're going to get this work. Birds, baby. 27-24. I can't wait. All right, so now it's time for the hypothetical game of the episode. Before I get started on the hypothetical, I must talk about the Eagles' D-line depth. I mean, you got Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, Indomitian Sue, Linval Joseph, Jordan Davis, Josh Sweat, Hassan Reddick. Like, what you going to do with all that? We just got too many guys. And that's why our run defense have gone from in the 20s to, like, 16th it still could be better but I don't think we really have to worry about the Chiefs running the ball that much at least I don't think I mean people get their chunks of yards every now and then but it ain't no Washington sitcom or Colts foolishness where they go on long seven eight minute drives running the ball even the the Cowboys did that to us too and the Texans it ain't none of that anymore. You ain't gonna you ain't gonna have more than one drive to do that. And also, um, AJ Brown, I think this is his time to shine because I don't think they have anyone on that team that can guard him unless they uh, run zone and they bracket him. 
other than that, they just they can't deal with this guy, and they they had trouble with they have trouble with number one receivers. I mean, Stephon Diggs went off against them earlier this year. Uh, Devontae Adams had two long touchdowns against them. Devontae Smith killed them in the game last year, and he's our second receiver. So I mean, I think both of these guys are gonna eat both of them. Oh, he about to get attacked. <laughs> I'm watching this uh, Lakers-Celtics game, and Kobe was like, he traveled. He was like, man, that's BS. That's BS. And they gave him a tech. He looked straight at the ref and said, that's BS. I was like, oh, he getting a tech. You can't say that to the ref. Uh, Anyway, man, Um, A.J. Brown, watch him. And if you're betting and want to bet on any time touchdown score, why not him? I know Sanders and Kelsey is the obvious pick, but – Look out for him. And Jalen Hurts, too, because how much we run him in in short and goal line situations. But, yeah, this is going to be an A.J. Brown game. It's going to be shades of T.O. in the Super Bowl in 04. And I can't wait. Anyway, hypothetical game of the episode. The Eagles triple threat rematch. Because the last game wasn't that lit. It wasn't as lit as I thought it should be. So we're going to run it back. So last time, the 2017 Eagles won. Remember now, these are the three Super Bowl teams. I mean, 04, they lost. They lost to the Patriots. They lost to Tom Brady. I mean, I'm sick about that, but they had a really good team, you know. So it's okay at the end of the day. 2017 actually beat Tom Brady. And instead of letting Tom Brady go down and score or get a field goal, no, we stopped all that because Brandon Graham came off the edge and strip-sacked Brady. And Brandon Graham is also on this team. That's another guy I forgot. That's another guy that's in our arsenal. In that extraordinary D-line, so many guys we can throw at the Chiefs. I feel bad for them. But, yeah, last time, 2017 won. It was a nice thriller. Uh, you know, we're going overtime rules and we're going double elimination. So, yeah. So if you score a touchdown, the other team gets a chance. And, you know, we just keep repeating that till someone scores without the other team answering. Pretty much. That's how, that's how it's going to go. So. Since 2017-1, they'll be watching the first matchup. So the first matchup in the triple threat match is the 22 Eagles versus the 04 Eagles. Now, all four of these teams, you know, they finished with three losses. They won the division, number one seed, all that. So, yeah, they had a lot in common. Anyway, the 2022 team win the toss. And they deferred. So 04 got the ball. So right off the bat, McNabb to Fred X Mitchell for 32 on a dig route. And he was tackled by Blankenship. However, the drive stalled. This was a defensive game. This was a defensive game to my surprise. So the opponent's 42 is the furthest anyone got. But big chunk chunk runs by Hurts and Sanders. Brings them to the 48. Brings them to midfield. But the drive stalled. 
04 got the ball back. Dorsey Levens runs for 18. But then after two short plays, Hassan Reddick bends the corner and he gets to McNabb and Team 04 punts. So then, Kenneth Gainwell, he had a draw play and he got some big yards, but the 2022 Eagles could not convert on third and short. They had to punt. So then, Westbrook catches a a short pass on third and five as the first quarter runs out. And he gained 14. Brian Westbrook is killing these guys because he is just a mismatch for linebackers coming out the backfield. Anyway, overtime period's over. No one scored. Big defensive game so far. But then McNabb to Pinkston for about 21. And then Westbrook with another big run on a screenplay. Big catch and run on a screenplay. However, McNabb on third and one at the 2022-41 tries to throw a slant, but it's picked off by Josiah Scott. He jumped the route, and he got run out of bounds at the 46-yard line. And then Jalen Hurts to Devontae on a deep curl for 10 yards. Then Hurts hands it off to Sanders. Malata, Malata clears out Javon Curse. Sanders stiff arms the linebacker, cuts back, makes Dawkins miss, and scores. 36-yard touchdown, and 2022 is on the board with one game, and now 04 is on the brink of elimination. So now the 2022 team versus the 17 team. 2017 team gets the ball. LeGarrette Blunt gets three yards on the sweep, then seven yards up the middle for a first down. But they go three and out after that. Sanders rushed for four yards. A.J. Brown beats Ronald Darby, but Jalen Hurts overthrows him. It kind of reminds me of the Giants and the 49ers game, but that's okay. It happens. They'll come back. Sanders is stuffed on third and six on a draw play. However, they punt to the 35 of the 17 team. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Team 22 got stuffed on third and short again. They're having trouble with that, but that's okay. The the 2017 team takes over at the 35. Then Jay Ajayi takes a sweep for 12 yards. Then they hand it to Ajayi again. He bursts up the middle, untouched, big hole. He shakes off the tackle from Epps. And then he goes untouched to the end zone, 53 yards for a touchdown. So now the 17 team gets a game. So now the 22 team and the 04 team rematch in an elimination game. Here we go. 04 gets the ball first. Dorsey Levens on the first play. Gets rocked by TJ Edwards and he fumbles. Javon Hargrave recovers at the 04 25 yard line. So it is it seems like it's over from here. They can kick a field goal if they want. However, the 22 Eagles run a read option. And Sanders immediately ends it by taking the handoff and going nearly untouched for the score. And the 22 team moves on to championship round against the 2017 team once again eliminating the 014. 
This is looking like deja vu. Will the 22 team force a deciding game like they did last time? Here we go. Uh, 2022 team gets the ball first. So they get the second and four or they own 39. Jalen Hurts to Devontae for 13 on another deep curl route. So then the first two plays, short plays, but then on third and 10, Hurts to Quez Watkins for 21, but he gets smoked by Malcolm Jenkins, but he holds on to the ball, unlike the Washington sitcom game. (laughs) Hurts with another big-time third-down throw to Devontae Smith later on in the drive for five yards in the hole of the zone, then Hurts to Devontae for six. However, Sanders gets tackled in the backfield by Young, Fletcher Cox, and now, once again, 22 is on another third and short. They were doing well in this drive, but this time they try to run a draw play, and Gamewell gets stuffed for one yard. So they have to kick a field goal, so the older Jake Elliott makes the field goal, and now they're up 3-0. Um... 17 team has to answer or they lose. Whether they could they could tie it and extend it with a field goal or they can end it with a touchdown. But they have to do something here or the game is over. After a few short runs by Foles and Foles and Blunt, Foles to Aguilar for 13. And then on third and eight, Foles hit Alshon Jeffrey on a comeback route. He made James Bradbury miss. And then he stiff-armed Kayvon Wallace, and he was finally tackled by C.D. Deuce, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Then they went back to Jeffrey again as he caught a corner route for 21 yards, and he got tackled out of bounds at the three. First and goal at the three. Foles takes the snap, hands it to LeGarrette Blunt, and he punches it in untouched for the touchdown. And 2017 wins the triple threat match again. This time, no deciding game. But they win the triple threat match again. Once again, I don't know if that makes them the best Eagles team. But, hey, two wins over the two best Eagles teams in the modern era. era, Pretty convincing. But I also use what is sports and uh, the other NFL games. But this time, I just use what if sports. And they came up on top again. So there you go. That's the hypothetical game of the episode. And you know it's GoatLevelTees.com for all things Goat Level. Super Bowl Sunday. Can't wait. Should be in North Carolina unless things change. Uh, Can't wait to watch this game. All the talking needs to end. I'm tired of hearing about the media and what they think. I'm just ready to see some football. I'm just ready for the bird to win this title. So, yeah. So you already know that I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Goat Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.